want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit? Are you in need of an uplifting message? It's time for today's Uplift, encouraging words and biblical truths to help you find freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Chad. What's up, today? Phil? Good. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Yeah, actually, no, I'm 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 a little bit stressed out, but that's okay. I'm gonna be okay. You, you will be all right. Because God's gonna make it all right. He will. Because I trust him. Yes. I don't understand sometimes the things that happen in this world, but God does. So I trust him. That's right. Yeah. And he makes all things good. Yes, he does. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to avoid the temptation of saying, okay, God, you can start any time now. <laughs> Don't, you know, a, watch, a watch pot doesn't boil. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm being patient though. I'm, uh, I, I have to admit if the things that are going on right now would have happened to me, say maybe seven or eight years ago, I'd probably be a different person right now. I'd be, probably be falling apart, but God's been good to me for several years now. So he's got me to the, to this place where I'm trusting more. He talks to you a lot and you know how to hear him a lot. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's um, it's a gift that he's given me. I asked for it long time ago, like back in the, maybe 20 years ago, I said, God, I hear these people talking, saying they're hearing from you. And I don't know what they're talking about. Do I hear from you? And I just said, Will you please help me hear from you? Mm -hmm. And it was almost like I heard God say, finally, <laughs> like he's been waiting for me to ask him that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been a great journey since then. But um, I um, I didn't get a chance to tell you this. I Sometimes I'll wake up with like a scripture on my mind. Mm. It doesn't happen a, a, a lot, but it happens more often than not um well not even that. i mean it, it happens frequently let's put it that way and second corinthians i'm sorry first corinthians chapter 2 verse 14 was on my mind a couple days ago and i've been pondering it mm -hmm. and so i wonder if you want to maybe dive into first corinthians tonight and read a little bit and talk about it what do you think that sounds hot. that sounds good that sounds better than anything i had cooking <laughs> <laughs> I'll offer to read it. I'll read it. I'll I'll read it, and then and then we can uh, kind of go from there. You can you can dive in on your 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 verse that you had that come to your mind and talk about it, and then we'll just kind of fill in from there. It's a good it's a good topic. I mean, I yeah. I don't think it certainly wasn't just bad chili that, that put that <laughs> put that uh, or bad tacos the night before or chicken parmesan <laughs> or whatever. It, 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 yeah. it, it, that it, was a it couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the the bad stuff that you ate for dinner. It, it <laughs> this was probably not a coincidence that he yeah. put this on you. So we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'll start. I'll start reading. So this is First Corinthians chapter two, and I'll start at verse six, and and we'll go down through. It, and it's titled "God's Wisdom Revealed by the Spirit." We do have. Yeah, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, 
we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things of God, the things, actually the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So that was through verse 16, did you go? Yeah, yeah, okay. 6 through 16, 1 Corinthians yeah. chapter 2. So while you're reading that, I, I was thinking about, have you ever heard um, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the first time you ever heard that? Like, do you remember who asked you that question? It was probably in maybe elementary or grade school. Okay. Okay. It was my dad who asked me that. I don't know how, I mean, I was probably that young too, mm -hmm. but my dad would do things like that to get me to think. And he asked me, he says, which came first, a chicken or the egg? And I said, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, a chicken comes from an egg. And I said, yeah. And he, he says, uh, so which came first, the chicken who laid the egg or the egg? And I said, had to be the egg. He goes, okay, where'd the egg come from? I went, oh, there was no chicken. So, you know, it's a catch-22. It's a circular reference. There's mm -hmm. many ways to say it. Um, and that's what came to mind as you were reading this. You know, I know I woke up with this verse a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, when that typically when that happens, it, it takes me a few days to realize what God's trying to tell me. It's, it's not like I wake up and I look at the Bible and I'm like, Oh yeah, I know what that means. No, it, that doesn't happen that way. He, God leads me along. But anyway, so if the human mind cannot understand the things of God without the spirit of God, but the spirit of God doesn't come into you until you accept the Lord Jesus, how then can we accept Jesus if we don't have the spirit to lead us to Jesus? It's a chicken and egg reference. I can I can I can answer that. Okay. Go ahead. He, so he softens your heart. Yes. Yeah. John six forty four says that no one comes to me unless the Father draws him out. 
Yep. And, and that's exactly what, what happens is that, yes, God, in his infinite and circular wisdom, the mm-hmm. wisdom we're talking about here, he provides it to us. And we have a choice then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can kind of say there is a beginning there, but it, it's still that same kind of chicken and egg type of concept. Yeah. And, you know, I think I ended up telling my dad, well, the, the egg came from God. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know what to say <laughs> after that. He's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the egg came from God. God created it. So everything comes from the Lord in the end. But, um, you know, I can see how people would struggle with this. And and there's other verses we can point out. And I don't remember where, the, where this is said in the Bible. But uh, the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are saved, it's the, it's the power of God. You know, for someone who doesn't know the Lord, even though, yes, the Lord has probably nudged them and softened their heart and tried to draw them out, perhaps, they still have a choice. And if they choose to say, well, that's just ridiculous that a man dying saved the world, you know, like the Pharisees, they didn't believe that. But is it fair for that to to be like if if you can't understand god without the spirit of god and we choose not to believe god is it is god justified in punishing us for not believing in him i say the answer to that is yes well he he answered that for us in romans chapter one he he said we all have an opportunity to know yeah and it comes down to our choice but you know, it's just something to think about because there's a lot of people that walk around saying, well, I don't hear from God or I don't know how to get close to God. And what the problem is they're looking at the wisdom of the world. Mm-hmm. And if you just stop and say, hey, God, mm-hmm. you know, just you don't even have to say, hey, just God, mm-hmm. tell me like I did you know, 20 years ago when I said, people are hearing you and I'm not, I want to know what that means. Mm-hmm. Will you teach me? And he yep. did. Yep. So. Not that, not five minutes later. Yeah, No, not five minutes later. No. Um, there were some things that were five minutes later that I got answers five minutes later, but um, yeah, most things, no, don't come five minutes later. They come either sometimes overnight, sometimes in a couple of weeks, sometimes a year later. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, wait, didn't I, wasn't I wondering about this, you know, around Thanksgiving and here's my answer Mm -hmm. in the summer, you know, right. Stuff like that. But the thing is, we just got to understand that this world doesn't really have a lot to offer us. The wisdom of this world tells us that it has a lot to offer us, but when you compare it to the wisdom of God, what's money? Mm-hmm. What's a what's a house? What's a car? What's mm-hmm. a job compared to life with God? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying everybody give up all those things. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> this is not an acts early acts um, moment that I'm trying to present here. I'm just saying that we should consider the wisdom of God, which is far greater than the wisdom of this world and anything we can muster. 
Well, but it only it, comes from the spirit. Yeah, well, and and we can we can look at even you know Solomon in the Bible. You know, I mean, and, yeah, and, you know, God gave him wisdom, and you know, he kind of uh, Solomon kind of went off the rails with it. <laughs> yeah, he did. By his own choices and, and by yeah. his own doing, he went off the rails. So Solomon is arguably probably one of the wisest, smartest uh, people who ever walked the planet. And, you know, got all this wisdom from God. And then he kind of got a little too big for himself and kind of went off. You know, he went off the rails a little bit. And uh, that that there is a good indication of what mankind is capable of. You know, yeah. I, I mean, if we if we rely on ourselves for things, we're we're going to get as far as we can take ourselves. And that's going to fall way short of what God can take us. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of endless stories and this is uplift. So we'll make this uplifting by saying, you know, there's all kinds of testimonies about, you know, all kinds of things. And, and then they're in Scripture. I mean, how many people. Did, did we read about that Jesus healed and delivered from demons and, and all these things in Scripture? Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, here's the thing. We're talking about uh, wisdom and, and the thoughts that come from the Holy Spirit. Well, who's the best uh, example of doing that? That would have been Jesus. Right. You know, and probably the second best that I can think of in Scripture would have probably been Paul. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, who wrote most of the books of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, you know, when you have Jesus, and we'll just kind of focus on Jesus, because that's what it's really all about. You know, that's the way he operated. And, and you know, and all the studying that I've been doing over the past year about how Jesus operated for deliverance and healing is he said in Scripture that he only did what the, the spirit or his father told him to do right so right. jesus jesus just basically had such a relationship with his father with god that he just when it when a problem came and so you know it was like uh i want to say it was when okay here's a here's an example i want to say wasn't it when they brought the 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 woman who was accused of adultery and threw mm -hmm. her down in front of him and they mm -hmm. said, you know, what, what, you know, what shall we do with her? She committed adultery. We caught her in the act or something like that. Mm -hmm. And what, and, and this is important. What was Jesus doing? And what did he do when they did this? He was drawing it on the ground with a stick. Mm -hmm. If I remember right. Yep, that's correct. Okay. Why? Why was he doing that? <laughs> you know, that is the age old question. And. Um, there are some people that say he was writing down all the sins of the people who were standing there because he said, let him who is without sin be the first one to cast a stone. Um, others say that he was writing uh, the specific law. You know, they said the law of Moses says that we should take her out and stone her. And, you know, he was maybe writing that down. We don't know. Um, but. You can make a good point because what wisdom? Okay, you're gonna you're gonna accuse this woman and kill her for a sin, which is what the law said to do. 
And see, they were testing him because that's, a, again, it's like a chicken and egg type of thing. Okay, if he says don't keep the law, we have reason to kill him, but he's not going to want to kill her. So they were trying to trap him. And so he well, but, made it simple. Well, but you know what he was doing? I mean, he might have done any of those things. He might have wrote any of those things. But what he was doing was waiting to hear from his father. Oh, he was waiting yeah. to hear from the spirit. So, you know, now, yes, he might have been writing, you know, the sins or he might have been writing whatever, but he was waiting to hear from the Holy Spirit. He didn't get it. He didn't get out ahead of himself. He didn't mm. he didn't just react by by quoting something out of the, the scripture. He didn't react and just what would Jesus do? You know, it's funny we say what what would Jesus do? Well, Jesus would have taken that a step further and, and he would have said, well, what would the Holy Spirit tell me to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's that's the point of this. OK, we're talking about the wisdom of man versus the, the, the wisdom that comes through the spirit. That's Jesus. Jesus didn't. Jesus himself was, you know, of course, I mean, Jesus was the son of God, but Jesus was a man. He was also but, son of man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. was Jesus was a guy who his relationship was so good that he waited for the Holy Spirit to tell him what to do. And that's how what he did. He flat out says it. So when we talk about this here in, in this first Corinthians chapter two and and the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. So when Jesus uh, did all the crazy things that he did, uh, you know, uh, turning uh, a, a couple loaves of bread into enough bread to feed thousands, and when Jesus said, hey, you know, uh, that fish over there has got two coins in it, one for me and one for you, yeah. and you know, when when Jesus uh, spat on the ground and made mud and rubbed it on the, the, the guy's eyes and, when, you know, and, and there at one point he, he like spit on a guy's tongue or something in there. I mean, where did he come? He did he dream this up? Like, did he eat bad tacos and bad chicken Parmesan the night before, too, and dream this stuff up? No. You yeah. know, when these people came to Jesus, you know, uh he just he just kind of quietly said, "Okay, I'm going to wait for the Holy Spirit on this one." And you know, it's like uh, when um, I want to say was it was it Lazarus when one of the people that he raised from the dead, either the girl or Lazarus, and my my memories, I don't have the the steel trap of a memory that you do, but you'll know the answer to this. One of them he didn't get in a rush when they said that the person oh, yeah. passed away, and I think it was the girl. No, it was Lazarus. It was Lazarus. Well, okay, yeah. so it was Lazarus. Yeah. So, but my point is, he wasn't in a rush because he was waiting for the Holy Spirit. He was yeah. waiting for the Holy Spirit. Now he had the ultimate faith in God, and he knew that God was going to give him the direction and how to operate and what to do. But he yep. waited for it. He waited for it, and so people would have thought it was foolish, and those people did think it was foolish. You know, yeah. they were. You know, we can't believe that what took you so long, you know, why did you wait? And he, you know, and then didn't the, the, the women there with who were with Lazarus was like, well, he's already been gone for how long, you know, he's yeah, four <laughs> he, days. decomposing. Yeah. 
What were you waiting for? And and basically, again, they thought Jesus was foolish. Yeah. And you know what he said when they said, why did you take so long? He said, first of all, he said, I told you this would not end in death. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he said that early on. And then he says, he speaks and he, when he speaks, he says, I didn't speak this for my, for my uh, doing is so that you will see the power of God. Yeah. He's putting the Holy spirit on display. Who's, who's the power that's raising Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, that same power that raised Lazarus from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead, raises us from the dead. He wanted them to see yep. the wisdom of God and the power of God in this world. That's right. Yeah. So, mm. but and yeah, four, four days. Can you imagine the smell? Well, that's what the woman <laughs> said. That's what yeah. the woman said in the scripture. She's like, yeah. you know, think about it. But, you know, Jesus didn't care about that. Because again, he was why? Because he was operating with what the Holy Spirit said. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's where, you know, off camera, we were talking about, you know, like, how do we live in the Spirit? Or how do we live by the Spirit? And you were like, I wish someone would tell me. Like, <laughs> Well, know. someone did tell us. Jesus did. Yeah, Jesus did. Yeah. But, but like, you know, like in, in our day-to-day situations, you know. But it, number one... So to tie kind of tie all this together, number one, Jesus had the relationship with God that, I mean, you know, no one else has that relationship with God that Jesus did. But we can't beat ourselves up over that because, you know, we, we, it's just something for us to, you know, to, to practice. There's, there's something real important here that, and you, you said something about it earlier that he is the son of God, but he's also the son of man. And son of man means human. Right. That's basically what that means. Right. Son of God being divine, but he often referred to himself as the son of man. And, you know, until I realized this, I used to say, well, he was Jesus. Of course he could do miracles. Oh, he was Jesus. Of course he could. He was full of wisdom. He was a human. Yeah. He was a guy. That's important. A human that listened to God through the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. yeah, you nailed the head, nailed right on the head there. He had that power, but not as God, as a human being who listened to God. So that relationship he had with God is the kind of relationship God wants us to have with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. To trust yep. in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's what he told us in John 16, when he said, I got to go, because until I go, the spirit can't come for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the spirit was there with him because he was the son of God, because he was, you know, son of right. man and son of God. But for he had to die and make the sacrifice, and then the spirit could come for us. And now we can have that kind of relationship. We can heal. We can deliver. We can um, have wisdom. We can have knowledge. We can have all these things that the spirit gives. Yep. We can have patience, but not by ourselves. Right. It's a gift of God. Mm-hmm. And that you made a, an important uh, point there. Jesus had the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. 
the, he had that, he was the only one that had the Holy Spirit in him or, you know, with him where other people only had glimpses of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the Bible says at various times, even in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God came upon so-and-so. Right. It's it's just a coming upon. It's not an indwelling at that time. You're, you're right. absolutely right. That's and, right. You know, Peter, Peter at Caesarea Philippi. Jesus said, who are people saying that I am? Well, you're a prophet. You're, you're the prophet from Deuteronomy 18. You're um, Elijah. You're all these things. And he says, who do you say I am? Peter says, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says to him, you didn't say this on your own. That only came by the Holy Spirit. Because human beings couldn't come up with something, couldn't realize that. I mean, if they did, as Paul said, they never would have killed him. Yeah. But because they didn't have that wisdom and knowledge, they killed him, which at the same time was exactly what God wanted so that he could be the sacrifice for our sins. But yes, you're right. Jesus had the spirit within him, but the rest of us had to wait mm -hmm. until after the sacrifice. That's right. And so that's a key point. And we've talked about this multiple times on 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 Uplift is, you know, I'll go back to Andrew Womack, and he wrote a book about it, and he, he it's, we already got it. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, yeah. and that's a big part of it, and, you know, basically in 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 his book, you know, he said, you know, uh, we are, God every, God already provided everything we need at this point, in, including the Holy Spirit, you know, by Jesus's sacrifice. We, if you, if we who believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we have the Holy Spirit within us. And that's why he said some of us have more than others, because you, when you look down, you, when you look down to pray, you're looking at the Holy Spirit in you. And some of us have more Holy Spirit than others. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, it's the truth, but we have that same resurrection power in us, and we mm -hmm. have the Holy Spirit. And, you know, most Christians don't understand or take advantage of that most right. christians and and i never did and and you know uh most people pray to god or we still think we're daniel and we got to wait for the clouds to clear out and we've got to wait for the wind to stop blowing or we got to wait for god to finish his bowl of cereal or whatever is going on to hear us and that's none of that is true whatsoever when we read in the new testament and we understand and we read that we each, each believer, literally, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm -hmm. And so we have a direct connection to God within us. And, and, the, and then what we have to do is we have to practice our relationship with him to get to the point where we can hear. And, you know, to your point about, you know, because, you know, for people who don't know Phil personally uh, or as a pastor, you know, Phil's got an incredible gift of hearing God's voice and hearing from the Holy Spirit. And it's incredible. And and not everyone has that. But to Phil's point, he didn't either. He prayed and asked for it. Right. So along with all this, if you feel like you don't hear from the Holy Spirit, which I, I certainly don't near to the level that Phil does, pray for it. Well, you know what, though? I believe that we all do hear the same. It's just that we don't understand the same. Because okay. 
and I think and I kind of think that's what this is talking about here in verse 14. Um, but a natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. But the one who is spiritual discerns all things, yet he himself is discerned by no one or judged by no one. So what I mean is because the Holy Spirit, it's not just a, well, you have a quarter ounce and someone has five ounces and someone has five pounds. It's right. nothing like that. It's you got the Holy Spirit. Right. So the way what I hear and understand, everybody can hear and understand even better than me. And there are people that do hear and understand better than me. And I'm working with God towards hearing and understanding better. So you can. It's just that because he is speaking the same way is what I mean. He's just, he's mm -hmm. constant. He's not variable. He's speaking the same way. It's just that we don't always understand it because there's many different things that can get in the way, including our physical bodies and things that, you know, I don't hear from God very well when I'm laying in bed sick. Right. I just don't, because that okay. gets in the way. Um, but even that that's the things that you have to ask God to help you get out of the way. I've asked that many times to get me out of my own way, God, <laughs> you know, so that I can hear you better. Mm -hmm. And but it, it's all part of that relationship with God and working with him to know him better, to hear him better. He does all the work, but we've got to ask because he's not going to force it on us. Mm -hmm. So the ability is there for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I like the, the, uh, in verse 10 there, it says the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's like that Holy spirit that we have within us, man, it can, it can know things and it can, uh, and if we can, if we can get a revelation of that, and that's a real Christian word, but if we, <laughs> that's sure, a sure. kind of a Christian Christian buzzword, but get a revelation of. But if we can really, if we can really focus on that, tap into that, however you want to say it. I mean, think about that. You know, and and one thing like Andrew Walmack says, he says, you know, that that cancer in your body or that sickness you have in your body, the Holy Spirit's one inch away from it. And at one point, God spoke to me and said, throw away the ruler. Yeah. And I, I, like didn't, know, and, and I didn't know what to do with it, you know, because God, God was just like, and throw away the ruler. And I'm like, okay, God, how do I throw away the ruler? And I think he's still working with me on that. And that was a year ago or whatever it was. But that's the point. You know, we got to throw away our ruler. So we we have the Holy Spirit in us, and to Andrew Walmack's point, it's one inch away from our problem for most of us. It's just it's just a centimeter away from your problem, just the the width of your little fingernail away from your problem is the Holy Spirit, and and its answers to to your problems. Mm -hmm. But we it might as well be a mile away, because yeah, exactly. Because we're we're focused on ourselves and our own abilities and you know our own performance and all these things. Oh, you know, I'll figure this out. I I just got to do better. I I I I I. We're yep. always talking about the letter I, poor letter I. But anyway, we we've 
you know, we we try to work through it or we try to solve it or we try to, you know, grind our way through pro- our problems in life. And it's like, man, if we would just hand them over to God, cast our cares upon him mm-hmm. and say, you know, God, I, I can't. Yeah. I tried. I failed. I'm handing the keys to this to you because, you know, Jesus bore uh, so many of these things for us on the cross. And the way this works is I hand this to you and you're going to give me this wisdom from the Holy Spirit for what we just read here. We can have faith that God will give us the answers to our problems. The problem for us is we don't have the patience We're mm-hmm. we're we want it now. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Give me the answer, God. I'm standing right here. It's getting uncomfortable. It's getting awkward. And God's just like, you know why, Chad? Because that's what the world, that's worldly wisdom. I want it now. Godly wisdom is you'll get it when the time is perfect. Yep. Not one second before, not one second late when the Mm -hmm. time is perfect. But worldly wisdom is I want it now. Yeah. And, you know, when we first started out, I said about seven or eight years ago, things were different. And, you know, maybe it was, not quite seven or eight years, or maybe it was more, I'm not sure. But the thing that I had to really take care of was saying I. What God kept revealing to me was, you keep saying I. And he said, I, meaning God, want to be the one to do this for you. Yep. And even just maybe about a year ago, it came up again. I was like, okay, I got to take care of this problem. I got to take care of this problem. And God's like, excuse me, I want to take care of this problem for you. Right. And that's hard to give to him. And as a person of the world, we don't always know how, but Mm. that's where we got to seek out God and say, okay, help me, show me. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Mm. Yeah, that's for sure. Some things are foolishness to man and some things are foolishness to God. Like, you know, for him watching us struggle and and uh, live in strife and stress and anxiety about trying to us trying to grind our way through our problems, God's looking at that and saying, "Man, that's foolish. That's foolishness to me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. God's like, if those people would just chill out, I've got their answers right here, but they're not looking at me. Exactly. He's up there holding the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want a sign? Here's your sign. That's right. It says, and, let me do it. That's right. And and we got the Holy Spirit in us whispering, whisper, trying to whisper the answers to us. And we're just blabbing away on our own. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Kind of works and, both ways. Yeah. And, you know, I want to reiterate this point that you said it perfectly. He's a, an inch away, but he may as well be a mile away. And that's that's beautiful illustration because... He is right there, and we just need to ask mm-hmm. and be patient and wait and keep asking and be persistent and keep asking and keep asking because he is right there. Mm-hmm. But when we decide, well, okay, I guess God God doesn't give people cancer. God doesn't give people illnesses. He doesn't make kids sick. He doesn't do any of those things. No, nope. he plunges right in there with us when we have cancer, and he 
is there to see us through it and then sometimes heal it if mm -hmm. we ask. So I guess what I'm getting at is really focus on that relationship because that's where you're going to grow in Christ and in the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and in God is in that relationship with our Father through the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. provided that, by Jesus. Yeah, and I'll tell you another thing real quick. I heard somebody come up to you after a recent church service and, and they were really struggling and having problems in life. And they said, my faith is almost non-existent. We're, I'm struggling, I'm going through problems, and and I barely have any faith, and my faith is almost non-existent. And this is a person who uh, I've known to be in the congregation of our church for a long time, and I thought, I can relate to them, because back when I felt like I had to shoulder all the burdens of my problems— and I still occasionally fall into that trap of doing that. I felt that way. Like, geez, why isn't God doing anything for me? Why, why, why is this so hard? Why is this so tough? Why, 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 why isn't God doing something? Our focus, when we're in those situations, our focus is not on him. And that's the problem. That's the problem. We're not listening. We're not asking. We're not in prayer we're not praising him we're not doing anything that he wants us to do so we are at that point we are shouldering all this weight and he's saying man if you would just turn to me and hand me the keys to the cadillac mm -hmm. do you remember what i said to that person i didn't hear what you said to him that person said my faith is almost gone I said, but you have faith, and that's all you need. God is going to build it back up, and he is going to do the rest if you let him. Mm -hmm. See, to say my faith is almost gone is worldly wisdom. It's conditional. It's yeah. saying I must not be doing something right, so my faith is weak. My faith is almost gone. It's putting condition on faith. Faith is just like the Holy Spirit. It's there. You mm -hmm. have it or you don't. It's yeah. not like I have 15 pounds of faith or a pound of faith. I have faith. Right. And that's all you need. And I told this person, that's all you need. God will take care of this mm -hmm. if you turn to him. Yep. Because you have the faith. Yep. And that's not going to leave. So don't put the condition on it that, well, I must not be doing something right if I don't feel right. No. You're a human being. You're not going to feel right. You're going to feel down. You're going to feel like the world's coming down around you. But that's why God is there to plunge down into that darkness with us and lift us up. Mm -hmm. through the one of the, yeah. One of the most awesome testimonies I've heard in, in person was a, a, a girl I know who said, you know, she was married for a year or two and they wanted to have children and they just, they nothing was working and they were going for fertility treatments and going for testing and all the things that a couple does when they want to have children and they can't. And, and this is, I'm talking physical worldly wisdom. So they're going to doctors and all these things and, and they're, they're not, they're not getting anywhere with doctors and medical treatments and all those things. And she said, she just one day, she said, God, I can't bear this anymore. 
I want to have children. I believe it's in your plan for us. Uh, I hand, I'm handing you the keys to this problem and I'm walking away and I'm done with it because I'm not going to any more fertility treatments. I'm not going to any more doctors or any of that because it hasn't worked. And I'm handing you the this problem and I'm wiping my hands of it. And I'm done with it. And I'm going to go on and live my life. And within two months, they were expecting their first child. And she said, and she tells this testimony all the time. And she said, I gave the problem to God and I walked away from it. She said, mm -hmm. you know, she said, I just put, I just said, look, I'm living in faith and this is the way it's going to be. And that spoke, that was so powerful to me because it's like, man, that is a tangible, a person that I know who did what scripture says to do, cast your cares upon him and mean it. She meant it. And she literally wiped her hands of it and said, whatever happens from here is God's plan. I'm going to go live my life. And boom, Beautiful. God answered her prayer. Beautiful. The wisdom and capability of man versus the capability of God. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Chad, I think we need to wrap it up. Been uh, been at it for a little while here. and It's been good. Yeah, we're probably overdue, aren't we? We're probably yeah. over the time limit. That's okay. Who's counting? Yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> it yeah, was it good. was good. It was yep. good. I appreciate you and appreciate the conversation we had. And uh, likewise, yeah. it'll be uplifting for someone. I think so. You know, we get as much out of this as probably the people who listen to it. I think so. I think so. Yep. Yep. So we will be here next week. Robert will be back. He had BBS this week. And then the week after that, we're taking a week off. Mm. So okay. uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll run a rerun or something. Maybe we'll run the elephant and the bumblebee or something like that. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. You said that was our most popular episode, right? Yeah. 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 Or most watched or yeah. Most watched. Yeah. We should do that. Run that one again that week that we're off. That's yeah, right. Maybe we will. Okay. Yeah. All right, Chad. Will. Great conversation as always. Yeah. I'll see, I will see you in church, but I'll also see you again next week for Uplift. Yep. We'll see you. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.